podcast and I'm super excited about the word this week. I don't think it'll be long at all. I want to share with you guys a thought that the Lord has been pouring into my heart. I've been reading Genesis this year and I'm up to Genesis 42 and it's such an interesting story because we see what's happened with the life of Joseph and you can listen to both the first and second podcast to see all of that wonderful information. But I'm going to bring us right up to the point where we see that Jacob, Joseph's father, um, is in the land of Canaan. He is um, really in the promised land where he needs to be. And he finds out that, oh my gosh, there's a famine in the land and it is affecting us. And I love Genesis 42 because it says that Jacob saw there was grain in Egypt And he looked to his ten sons and said, Why are you staring at each other? Verse 2 says, I have heard that there's grain in Egypt. Go get us some. So you can listen to week two that's called Hear, See, and Say. And that is a wonderful um, encouragement to know that we can hear what the Lord says, begin to see it in our imagination, and begin to say it. And that's what that's exactly what Jacob did. So that was good news. His boys went and got grain for them. There's a whole long, beautiful, wonderful story about the redemption that happened and um, Jacob getting to once again be reunited with Joseph. Just a beautiful picture. But what I want to focus on today is this thought. When the famine hits our life, in many forms, through dryness. Um, Maybe we're in a church and it just seems dry. Maybe we're in a relationship and it seems dry. Maybe we're in a job and it seems, come on y'all, dry. Famine is hitting our land. It's not necessarily always the time to move. I feel a a warning, a word of caution from the Lord today to encourage us that um, Jacob received grain from Egypt and that was good. And, And I'm not saying that I know that God did or did not tell him to move, but he did. He moved to the land of Goshen, which was right there on the border of Egypt. And that land was better because there was going to be provision for him. Oh man, if the grass was ever greener on the other side, it was greener for Jacob moving to Goshen. So it was a really, really good and smart move. And again, um, I am not saying that it wasn't what he needed to do. I'm just trying to implement this into our life and see what we can learn. Um, Things went very well for Jacob and his boys, but one day, many years later, the Pharaoh that favored them was dead, and there was a new Pharaoh. And this new Pharaoh didn't know anything about Joseph and, and these people. He just knew that they had multiplied before his sight, and he said, we must enslave this people, this, this, these Israelites, they must become our slaves because they are growing so much and they will surely overtake us. And so what in the beginning looked like the biggest blessing ever to be able to move into this plush green land where they had everything they needed in the time of famine very quickly turned into 400 years of slavery. 
Now, I'm talking to us today, and I'm going to do it very quickly, that if we are in the area uh, in our life where there's famine, pray, wait, slow down. Don't be so quick to move to what seems to be the, the, the escape, what seems to be the greener pastures. I'm telling you what, it is shouting your name and, and saying your name and saying, come, come here. You're in, a, you're in an area of famine. Things are dry. Things are dying. You need to come over here and listen. God may be leading you to something different, but my cautionary tale today is make sure it's God. If it goes against his word, it's not him. And so uh, we've all found ourselves in that place where you've been in a church or in a ministry that God called you to, and all of a sudden you look up and it does not look like a flourishing land. No, it looks like famine. Wait, pray, stay until God moves you because the greener pasture could just lead you into a land of slavery. I have been here in my own life where I literally joined in with a ministry because it looked on fire. It looked flourishing. It looked like the prophetic waters were flowing. And only a few weeks, maybe a month later, I realized I had been captured into bondage by this. And so I am cautioning us, if you're in a relationship and it's dry and it seems dead and it seems like, you know what? There's no hope here. There's no resurrection. I'm here to tell you today that God is a resurrector. And he does not want you to take a way of escape unless he is leading you into that. And so, man, I just feel this word burning in my heart today. I had a dream last night. And I had a dream of someone that was uh, running and escaping from a land of famine. And they were literally in a speedboat and they were speeding and I could see their eyes, the anger and the the uh, just let down. Have you ever been in a situation where God promised you something and you go toward it and all of a sudden it feels like a letdown because everything you see is the opposite of what it seemed like? Yeah, that's what this person had in their eyes. And they were in a speedboat and they were going as fast as this thing could go and I, I just felt such danger for them and I saw they were headed right toward land. And so some Sometimes what we do, y'all, is we get so frustrated with where we are that we want to escape and we will put on uh, the, the, we will, what would you say? My dad's a race car driver. He would know what to say. You, you drive as fast as you can away from it, okay? You get in your vehicle of life and you move your decisions as fast as you can away from that famine. And I'm telling you today that many times God is found in the in the area of famine. David said, um, I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death and I fear no evil. He didn't say, I'm going to run out of this valley and I'm going to run up the hill and get out of here. No, he was walking. You've got to keep walking one foot in the other. Do not let the devil um, throw a... a uh, a shiny object of escape in your path and have you run toward it. I'm telling y'all, this thing with Jacob I've been reading about is affecting me because I don't think he ever knew um, when he moved his family and servants there that just a little while later they would become slaves to Egypt. Now, of course, please don't send me hate mail. I understand God used it. Uh, he used it to multiply them. He used it to bless them. They left Egypt with all of Egypt's goods. But those people that were there for 400 years that did not get to see that man. So here's, here's another cautionary thing I want to say. Our decisions don't just affect us. Jacob decided to take his family to Goshen, which was a place that, that was closer to the provision than where he was. And so it was truly an escape to save their lives. 
He chose to do that, but it did not just affect him. There's a collateral damage or a collateral blessing that can happen through our choices. He chose to go and his descendants ended up becoming slaves for 400 years. Our decisions to run away will affect our children and their children and their children's children. And, and, in a good or a bad way, our decisions. And so when we decide to wait and obey God and listen in the in the area of famine, he can become our provision. He can become our water. Sometimes I think the Lord strips away all of the satisfaction that other things give us so that we must seek him for our provision. Um, sometimes an area of famine where nothing is providing satisfaction to me, but God is the best place for me to be. I've been in the ministries where it feels dry. It feels dead. It feels like it's going in the opposite direction of what God said. Stay, submit, worship, wait on God. I'm not saying he doesn't tell you to go because he's told me twice in my life to leave the church that I was at and go somewhere different. And boy, that was difficult. But he told me and I knew it and I had peace. But I never left because of because of a dissatisfaction that I wasn't getting what I needed. Don't ever leave a situation because you're not getting what you need. God might have you in the situation to give what someone else needs. Amen? Amen. So I'm encouraging us today that when the famine hits, the, the, the dry ministry, the dry relationship, the job that it feels like it's choking you and it's dry and you're the only Christian, I'm not saying that God never tells us to go. But what I am saying is before you run to a way of escape, make sure, sure, sure it's him leading you. Because he leads us in green pastures that do not later become a, a prison, that do not later become a place of slavery. The enemy shows a way of escape that feels really good at first, but each step we take toward it leads to bondage for us and our descendants. I love you guys. I bless you in Jesus' name. We are approaching the 10-minute mark. Please check out the podcast at People Ablaze. That's going to be on Apple Podcast, Podbean, Spotify, and Google Play. And as always, stay fiery. Bye, y'all. Yeah, stay hot with the fire of Jesus. As always, stay fiery. Yeah.